Sony PlayStation. Now see the outstanding technical capabilities of Sony's advanced video game system and how game developers the world over can now create a stunning new generation of interactive entertainment. doing you're here to listen to play retro episode 21 it is tuesday may 31st 2022 i'm your host scott johnson and i say more like battle arena toe chagrinden oh chagrinden and i am your other host brian dunaway and i just spent 299 dollars on this gaming system and i am praying there's a demo disc inside yes yeah, there's always there a demo is. disc in there. Always. And they got and they're black. Maybe. Remember that? They were black discs? Oh. Yeah, that's my that was my favorite thing about the PlayStation 1 games. They were black really for no reason other than it looked really cool. It just looked it cool. It looks so much cooler than anybody else's ideas for what to do with your discs. They're all regular old CDs and Sony came right. along and said, "Yeah, but what if they were jet black?" We're going to get into a big discussion about CDs because this was early on with CD stuff. And PlayStation did it right. GameCube, by the time we got to the Nintendo GameCube, which are those little mini discs, Nintendo thought it would be really cool if they painted a lot of cool graphics on their disc. Mm -hmm. And and now we're paying that price because the GameCubes, uh, the thicker the paint, the more art illustrations on it, the greater chance it is it's going to peel. And that... The, the data is on the back of that paint, man. Yeah, yeah. And they once they peel off, it's gone. Yeah, it's a mistake. Gone. But I also wonder sometimes if Nintendo knew what they were doing because the goal with the tinier oh, yeah. discs was them saying, "We're going to do a pro time. We're going. We're going optical. So everybody, calm down. But we're going to go <laughs> optical in a way that's really hard to copy. You're going to have right. this tiny little disc. Nobody's going to be able to just burn these. You know, they're going to be unique to our system and. Maybe they put the paint on there because they knew that they'd start to go bad. And nobody. Could I wouldn't get, doubt it. A bunch of them. turds. I don't think they did because I, I. But yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't put it past Nintendo. Hey, look, we don't hate Nintendo here. No, we just them. know who Nintendo is. Yeah, we just we acknowledge who they yeah. are, what they do, yeah, what their tactics are. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> we get used to it. Anyway, we got a bunch to talk about today. Uh, some of those things you've heard are all hints. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I played Pac-Man Museum 2, the, the oh, new compilation. Yes. I know you did as well. So it came out on Game Pass day one, uh, PC and, and Xbox. Played it in both places. And I'm super bummed to tell everybody, although I'm I'm hearing there's a patch coming, so it's going to be fixed. But there's something wrong with the console version of that game. It's like F. Yeah, the Xbox uh, Game Pass version is busted from everything I am reading. And yeah. so I'm kind of glad I just got it off Steam for 20 bucks. And well, the PC uh, I had version, so the PC version on the on Game Pass is fine, no issues. Um, I played both. Right, they, they're fine, and they even they're even syncing fine in terms of saves and stuff and progress, but the there's an input lag problem on the Xbox, and nobody can explain yeah. what the hell's going on. So hopefully, it looks like Namco has once again released one of their museum packs that <laughs> isn't quite ready for prime time. Will they fix it, or will people just be mad? And Namco loves doing this. They'll release another version in a couple of years, yeah, and we'll all have forgotten. Yeah, they'll call it <laughs> Pac-Man Museum Three, and somehow convince us yeah. it's awesome, and still not include Miss Pac-Man. So those bastards, right? This time we'll include Miss Pac-Man. We promise. This time we'll get all the rights, and we don't mind paying the royalties uh, to uh, who is it? Who's the who's the Atari 
uh, uh, people who 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 at at games something at is that at play games? What's that stupid thing called? Uh, hold on, someone owns Miss Pac Man and they won't let them use it. Yeah, it's, it's like at games or something who does all the little uh, who bought a bunch of stuff at one point in time because yeah. they were selling all the stuff. I'm trying to find the current owner and I can't. We're going to talk about Pac Man a lot next week, but um, oh yeah, it's coming. But Miss Pac Man is currently owned. There it is at games. Yeah, uh, in August 2019, At Games Company, specializing in micro consoles, featured older arcade games and acquired the royalties owned by C or GCC. Uh, they approached them about Miss Pac-Man and potential products tied to it. Um, yeah. So they got the At Games rights. was it's was a making, weird thing. It's a weird yeah, thing. At Games was making all these little home little. They were getting they were, you know they were getting the rights to these games and selling and bundling them all these little small you know, individual devices they were making like mini ataris and many things you could buy them like at walmart walgreens yeah. a wall place uh but if yeah. you're namco how do you let go of the best pac-man game how do you do yeah, that yeah. how do you take the one I, okay they, look pac-man iconic i get it pack attack great pac-land one and two having a good time all the pac-man right. spinoffs all that stuff is great no complaints no problems but the best thing you ever made was Miss Pac-Man. Right. It's the best playing one of these games. It's the best it, maze game of all time. It, and you gave the rights to some chode monkey company I've I never heard of? I don't think they gave all the rights away. They, I think they made a deal where, if I remember reading the article correctly, I read it yesterday, so I've already forgotten it. Um, they, they have to pay a certain percentage or something every time they release it. So they still have the rights, but then they have this little rider and they're they're so bitter. They're like, we're not doing it. We're not giving you nothing yeah. at games. Yeah. And I'm like, just give them their little penance. Just give it to them, just yeah. so we can have Miss Pac-Man. Come I on. agree. I agree. It needs to happen. There are plenty of good versions of Pac Miss Pac-Man. The the Genesis and SNES game, uh, version of that game is right. just fine. Great, uh, as as equal to the arcade as probably you're ever going to find. Um, Man, we're going to talk so much about Pac-Man next week. Yeah, next Clue. week's a big Pac-Man week. Uh, so also this news happened this week where I heard this from a bunch of sources and of course, you know, you were up to your hands in it as well, but we both got informed on Twitter about, um, because the Xbox no longer requires the admin password stuff, like the developer password junk to do, you know, slightly skeevy things on the hardware. Um, somebody very apparently relatively easily and gloriously, Right. Frame rate, widescreen, just beautiful rendition is I suddenly see somebody playing a Series X and they're playing Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 on there. Yeah. And it looked fan-freaking-tastic. And apparently it it's all the rage great. right now. Everybody's losing their minds about the Series X doing this. So, so yeah. Brian, when do I get my hot little uh, package of image I, software that I can now load onto my Series X? When's this happening? Ex- ex- exactly. I talked about this in the Discord community server, uh, the Frog Pants Discord community server a lot. Um, people are like, oh, you're going to just, you know, you and Scott going to do it. I'm like, well, first of all, Brian's a fiddler, jump pooper. I'm going to figure out all the BS and then I'm going to package it all nicely and just give it to Scott. Oh, yeah. So I'm, just gonna get a, I'm just going to get a yep. thumb drive ready and he's going <laughs> to send me the shit and I'm going to put it on. Right. There. Because. It is retro art. So there's two ways you can still do it. You can do it the way that was we are able to before. You have a uh, developer uh, agreement license where you, you – it's only like $19. So if you want to go into dev mode on your Xbox, which is fine. It's 19 bucks. You pay it to Microsoft. And then you can load 
Uh, you can put your your Xbox into a uh, series uh, into developer mode, and you can load stuff in. Like I just downloaded the Xbox version from the RetroArch site sure. and threw it in there. But you're right; things have changed. Now I can use the retail version uh, from the store of the RetroArch and throw in a USB drive and play this. And so you don't have to go through all the developer hoops. It's only nineteen dollars initially. Not that yeah, big but there's still a bunch of bunch of other hoops. I don't want to do hoops. No hoops. Yeah, there's a little bit of hoop, but there's not a lot of hooping. It's yeah. very, it's very few hoopins. Brian's so, going to fix the hoops so that my. I'm going to fix. I, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to walk ahead of you. I'm going to poke all the landmines, <laughs> figure out where they're at. Yeah. And then I'm just going to send you an image. It's yeah. going to have RetroArch. It's going to have a couple of flavor, you know, a couple of flavor games you like. Yep. And uh, the games that you already own. And uh, and then you can just. They are games I already so, own. Yeah. That's right. I have a stack of yeah. games in the other room. Two of them are the two Galaxy games, and I yes. don't have a way to play those anymore because my Wii died. So. Uh, getting a new Wii's pain in the that ass. That happens when you get older. Yeah. yeah, and I want digital, and uh, I own those games. So gosh dang it, let's get it on there. And it looked like they were having yeah. no problem playing that with like a freaking you know controller with a Series X controller, and it just looked yeah. like a blast. So I am. It's all interesting in. because it's it's RetroArch. So if you don't know what RetroArch is, it is a like a platform that handles your cores and your controllers and everything else. It handles all the 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 upper stuff yeah uh the interfacing stuff user interfacing right um and i did i i modified my uh series s so the series s and x both had the same cpu and that's how this is being emulated it's not being done through any gpu stuff so right. um you should be fine even if you have that what well, you can pick up one of those uh, series s's for like 299 right now what playstation said it's what sony said 299 yeah. they've got tons of the s's at uh at the walmart uh, just they're all over the freaking place. Yeah, and you hey, man, no if you're trying right to get now. into, yeah, if you're trying to get into retro gaming and you're like, eh, I don't have a PC, really worth anything. Uh, this is a really beefy, uh, you know, machine for what it does for the price. Here's what I'm hearing from people. Here's what yes. I'm hearing from people. If you have a Series X or you have a a Steam Deck or you have both, you now have the two best emulation devices on the market. That aren't the yeah. Fido, Philo, whatever it is thing you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, you're in the 64-bit era. You're in beyond. Yeah. You're up to the, you know, to the Wii. I mean, you're using the Dolphin emulator. Uh, and it, it so, it, of course, it runs, runs GameCubes and, and the Wii stuff. It runs all of it just fine. I tested some of it. I, I saw, I got a little bit of lag um, on, uh, on the uh, Galaxy 2. Yeah. But when I. you say lag, what do you mean? Input I, lag or what? Uh, no, uh, rendering lag rendering when there was enough, when there's a lot of things, cause you need to collect the stars and things. Yeah. Um, I did see a little bit, of, I saw a little bit of lag at, you know, the screen was, was lagging out, yeah. but I don't know exactly if there is some tweaking I can do because, uh, I'm running this on a solid state drive external and it's using like a J micron controller chipset for this thing. And I'm like thinking maybe I need to get something else mm. or maybe mm. I, I still got, I still got a little bit of research to do this reason why I haven't just packaged it up and said, here you go, Scott. There's some things you got to do because I tried to follow some tutorials online. A lot of them are out of date, even though they just came out like in you know yeah. late last year, early this year. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, these are already out of date, and I had to kind of throw a bunch of the stuff away and just you know wing it, which is fine because I know a lot about retro arch. Yeah. And so, if you ever have any questions, by the way, feel free to send an email to playretroshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at play retro show. And I'd be more than glad to point you in the direction to anything that we're talking about here. Uh, and if you have like little small questions about how to, you know, how to 
play some retro gaming, let me know. Yeah, a I'll lot of the stuff we, we uh, read on the show, but quite often they're just yeah. really small or, or you know simple questions we can ask or answer on the email, and Brian answers a lot of those before I even get there. Yes. I got there today, and I was oh. like, all right, which emails are we doing today? Oh, these are all grayed out. What happened? Oh, he replied to everybody. So a couple of I these did. a couple of these are uh, ones we already replied to for the individual, but you know, I think the the world will enjoy what we talked about, so we'll we'll read them again. I, yes, we'll read them again. We had a we had a really big backlog of emails and I just I felt guilty. It was gnawing away at me. I'm like, oh, yeah, remember, I, you know how I see this thing, how I see the Play Retro show? Mm. It's kind of like fulfilling that dream. I always kind of wanted to work uh, like with a gaming magazine. Yeah. And I always love the idea of answering those emails because those people are such assholes in the <laughs> editorial stuff. I'd kind of love it. I'd love to, you know, people write in a message, you know, write in a mail through the yeah. snail mail. You get it. You, you you tear it apart and tell them what a dumbass they are. Yeah. And then, you know, they can't do anything about it, right? What no. are they going to do? Send another email? They're going to send another mail? What are they going to do? What are they gonna- <laughs> Nothing. They can't do anything. <laughs> Nothing. So mm. you always look right because you get the last word. That's right. Right there in your magazine. Damn straight. So uh, we'll keep yeah. those emails like coming, emails. you guys, because it is pretty great. All right. Today, we do this. How about a number of games? Uh, this is the first time I've done this. We're looking at a console and the games that it launched with. We're going to focus on those games and see, in retrospect, how they held up. There's kind of a long-standing tradition in consoles uh, going way back that quite often the launch titles are not the great ones or the ones that you think of as the great titles in the long run. Sometimes that's not true. Mario 64 uh, held a very special place in the launch line up for the entirety of the N64's run. Um, there have been other examples of, I think, you know, really solid launch titles like uh, Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast was a massive hit and that a good game throughout. Um, plenty of other examples I mean, of that, but most of the time... I meant to look time, up to see if... Did, did Halo... Halo launched with the original Xbox, right? Original Halo launched... Am I remembering yes, that correctly? Halo Combat Evolved launched with the Xbox, and that's right. another good example of a, of a solid, you know going to be there Massively. forever and everyone will always think of it. But there's tons of other games that launched aside uh, next to Halo or any of these other examples that were just trash, just garbage yeah, ware. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I went a little nuts when the PlayStation came out. I was like, I'm going to get a bunch of these and I did. How did they <laughs> hold up? How how are they today? What's the deal with these? Well, we're we're going to get into them. So a little bit of history real quick. PlayStation 1 initially launched in Japan in uh, the holiday season, December of that year, 1994. Right. All right. Uh, they sold 102 million consoles and numerous versions of this thing before they stopped production in 04. That surprised me that it went as long yeah. as 04, where we're well into Ten. the PlayStation 2 uh, time. Yeah. We're only Ten a years. year from like 360 and PlayStation 3, and they're still making, making Ma- PS4. They were literally making the hardware consoles all the way up until 2004. It's the reason why when you go on eBay looking for a PlayStation 1 or PSX, yeah. you're probably going to find one for a fairly decent price. Yeah, because there's tons of them. $102 million. Yeah. Yeah. How do, you, do you ever get the little mini one? I don't mean the one recently, oh. but the, the old mini where they shrunk it down and made a tiny version of it. Do you remember that? Yeah. 
They talk about the the base the PS uh, what's what's it called S C P H two. It's not the five thousand. What's the next one? Yeah, whatever the little, that was. The little rounded off edges yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I never had that. Yeah. I wanted that. My mine was old. I, was uh, OG and it was fine. But yeah, I wanted. I that. I never did that because I from the get go when I got my PlayStation my PSX I was ready to modify it because I didn't get mine until I think ninety six. I didn't get it to like almost a full year after. And people were modifying it with uh, with chips, and uh, I I I wanted that because you had to have the one with the parallel port. Right. Plus, it's expensive. Yeah. Why my money? Because uh, it's so expensive. I had to show you some money. <laughs> so expensive. <laughs> people at home. I, just, I love the I little animated some, money. <laughs> some animated <laughs> money up on the screen. Threw it up. Um, so two, a couple of ninety nine. Yeah, two ninety nine is what you paid. Various colors: gray, black, white, green, blue. Although initially, I think only the gray was available. Um, yeah, in the U.S. there was only the the gray. Yeah. I yeah. tried to get. Uh, I mean, I wanted a different color at launch, but they just weren't doing them, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I ended up with a gray one. This is uh, just a little side note. Uh, went early in the morning, waited in line in a mall uh, at a software, et cetera. Was it, a, was it a, oh, a software, et cetera? Was, it was so. like a KB Toys or something? It may yeah. have been Babbage's. I don't Babbage's. freaking remember. Okay. They're all, they all ended up being It was a mall. Owned. It was a mall, yeah. It was a mall. Which, by the way, I went to a mall the other day. Malls are kind of fine still. They're fine. Right. I like a mall. It's, a, it's I fine. I love a mall. Yeah. I went in there. I hung out in the Apple store. went over to the, the GameStop for a while. You know the, the the two or three stores I give two shits about, and I, and, I you know had a corn dog and got out of there. It was great. I'm in. I'm indoor people. All right. I love the mall. I love the mall. Everything's indoor. I don't have to it's go great. outside. I don't have to walk between. I don't have to walk the hot pavement in like a strip mall or anything. Right. I like an indoor mall. I agree. Where I can just walk around. I agree. I'd I'd walk around with in a mall with you, Brian. If we could do, we could work yeah. that out. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. I would love that. That would be fantastic. We could hold hands, you know, and swing them back and forth like this, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it with our bags of things that we bought. <laughs> um, anyway, so when I got my first one, it was the OG uh, version of it. I remember it was wrapped in pink plastic, which I just thought was so odd. I'll never forget that oh. for some reason. Okay. Uh, the, the console itself. So inside, you open the box right. and pull it out. Inside, everything's wrapped in this pink plastic. Oh, yeah. You talk about that green. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That pink plastic. Yeah. Yeah. They do some green as well, but it's. Ba- yeah. I think it's basically anti-static yeah. stuff. Bags, it is. Whatever. It is. Right. Anyway, I get that home, plug it, it probably in. Had, it probably had a warning and said, do not eat. Yeah, do not or, eat this. It's not a toy. But yeah. we ran it, ran fine uh, for a day. And then it oh no, uh, burned up on me. It, it, it overheated or <gasps> something. Something went wrong. Uh, it was a right. defect. And so I went back to that same mall. And the guy goes, oh, this was unfortunate. And I said, well, yeah, I just paid you $2.99. Plus, I yes. bought like five games. It's a little unfortunate. And he's like... Right. Well, let me see what I can do. You know, this is a hot thing right now. I don't know if I'm burr, burr, burr. And he leaves. Well, it was a little too hot, mister. <laughs> he goes in the back. He comes back out and he says, uh, good news. If you stay here through four o'clock, the new dr- driver's coming. They've got two on the truck. I'll hold Dude, one for you. And I said, that's oh, awesome. I said, that's great. You're, you're the man. So that's what I did. I hung around the mall, came back in there, truck arrived, got my replacement PlayStation, uh, took that's my memory so lucky, card, man. kept my memory card. So all my saves were still good and all that. Yeah, uh, but oh, uh, that, there, there was a couple of launch. We don't, you know, everybody knows about the Xbox Ring of Death. That's the the 360 Ring of Death. That was such a big. There were such a large uh, a percentage of those that were bad. But yeah, the PlayStation One had problems with that, uh, uh, the heating problem and, mm-hmm. the, and a laser problem. Yep, laser issues. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the laser alignment laser issues. issues. And I'm I'm not. I think pretty much mine was a heat issue because. Um, 
It seemed like maybe a chip melted or something. You, I don't know what. It stunk. Yeah, you, were, weird. you were sitting on it because you thought it was an egg. It just it, it had a weird a weird smell came out of there. Is all I'm saying. Some kind oh, of electronic burning burning electronics. That's my least favorite smell in the whole it's, wide world. It's not a good smell. No, I don't like it. It mm-hmm. means I got to replace them, so I don't like it. When that smoke escapes, everything is done. Now, when you when you boot that thing up, here's what y'all heard that day. That's pretty iconic, right? That is so sexy. Sony. They're good at the no intros. Matter, They're good at them. Yeah. Even so, the new ones. Sony, PS5 Sony, had been doing, Sony had been doing audio for a very long time, and man, did it sound fantastic. And putting headphones on and listening to that this past week while I've been doing the simulation of this game, of mm. these, uh, this console, mm. man, do it's so a, sexy. Do you have a favorite? Uh, so two had the like symphonic music. So it sounded like a right. symphony getting started. And then three, I don't remember very well. I, four yeah. four was fine. Five, I really like PS5's music. I haven't. Intro stuff. I didn't have five. I, I want to say that I actually liked, um, I want to say for some reason I liked the PS3, but the heck if I can remember what it was. I used to don't love remember. just turning yeah. it on and we'll letting a little screensaver up there and everything. But I, I We'll look it up real quick here. Let's see. PS3 the, start. But the PS1. Oh, I just I could just eat that all day. Mmm. Uh, sound. Here you go. Let's hear what that PS3 sound like. Okay. Here's the startup screen. Oh, uh, whoops. So far, nothing. Oh, here we go. This is pre 3.0. Yes. Okay, so in my head, that was PS2. Now, the slim and anything 3.0 or higher on that update right. sounded like this on the PS3. Listen to this. A little deeper, so a little darker, a little subtle, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I, I really hated the, the – the, I, I didn't really care for the PS4 layout. I still don't like it. I don't, I don't love it don't either. Like it. Um, five's like a lot it. better, but I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I think the PS4 was a bit of a step back. I also think the Xbox One interface sucks. Right. Um, I, I really liked the 360. I hated Blades. Who hated Blades? I liked Blades. Blades were okay. <laughs> like blades. <laughs> Blade, 360 Blades? Oh, man. Yeah. That is such a, man, it's just something that been more controversial as far as the user interface goes than yeah. those Blades and not Blades. It's like, I love Blades. I yeah. hate Blades. I hate Blades. Everyone loves and hates everything. Okay, here's your PS2 startup sound just for comparison. Oh, that's right. And then they had those little had- fireworky things that would that, that would get more of them. The more, not achievements okay. you did, but the more like high scores you got or something. I have never owned a PlayStation 2, nor have I ever had a what? friend what? who had a PlayStation what? 2. How is this possible? It is the highest selling console in the history of the planet. Yeah. The only yeah. thing the only thing close to it is like DS's, I think are real close, but it's like 150 right. or 200 million or something. Some yeah, ridiculous yeah. number. A- Andrew, my, Andrew, my oldest son, yeah. had one yeah. and he had in his room. And I never played it once, never, not even once. Nope. That's crazy to me. Crazy to me. I've never. T- I, I just it's on my list. It's one of the next things I'm getting. I actually, I had, I had sent out a message earlier on uh, Facebook Marketplace. So it was somebody who had a GameCube Silver and a PS2, and I am trying to acquire that because I want to do a mod on my GameCube, and I want to mess around with the PS2. But back here, I got my soldering station. I got my Father's Day stuff early. 
and it's got like it's got all kinds of cool soldering oh stuff Lord. on it. I can't wait to do some videos. Look at you, hack hackeruni. Oh, by the way, this is yeah. a, a note from Maddie up in uh, up in uh, Canada. Look what I got! I'm wearing the shirt he sent me. He got me a that is awesome Dragon's Lair T-shirt, and I freaking love it. I love it. Yep. That is a sweet shirt, man. It fits good too, which is you know rare for me. I usually am a little misshapen in my shirt, so this fits all right. right. Yeah, and usually um, your nipples get chafed really easy. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You should see them now; they're yeah. fully erect. <laughs> uh, PS4 welcome screen, just for fun. Listen to this. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I like it. It's it's, it's comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's it's very comfortable. It's very comfortable. I've, I've determined it since you've played all of them now. I gotta say, PlayStation One by well, far my favorite startup. Let me let me play. Let I me have give a you, favorite. Let me give you the PS5 starter. Okay, um, it's a non-starter for me. Here we go. Check it out. Here's PS5, the newest. Here we go. Oh, this is that isn't it. Sorry, I don't know why that's in there. Here it is. Okay. Oh, this is new. Oh, there we go. Oh, see, that's nice. You like that? Yeah, yeah if like I'm about to watch a, a <laughs> don't take drugs at work <laughs> what? thing. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like the intro is some kind of, uh, this is this is the safety video. Give me that safety video music again. Give it to me. Tell us what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what safety music is. Oh, that made if me laugh. anybody if anybody has a day job, they know what I'm talking about. If you work somewhere that's in an office, you, you've heard that stupid crappy. I guess type I haven't. Sound. I yeah. haven't been in an office in a long time. Well, anyway, so you got your you got your thing. Now this game launched on September 9th in 1995. We're going to focus. On the U.S. launch. That's the U.S. launch. Right. Uh, North America winter. launch. That's right. Uh, and the lineup of games went like this. And I'll tell you which ones I owned after the, I read the list. Battle Arena Toshinden, number one, or first uh, first game. There was a two, but that was later. ESPN right. Extreme Games. Extreme. Kilik, colon, the DNA uh, Imperative. If you think it's that's imperative. a dumb title, you should hear some of the dialogue. I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, you know what? Oh, in fact, I'm going to do it as I go. All right. So... Battle Arena Toshinden, one of its my favorite things about it right. isn't how it plays because I actually think it's kind of a shitty game. However, I had this amazing thing at the beginning. Check this out. Eight traveling fighters brought together by a common destiny now meet at the Battle Arena Toshinden. Many years have passed since this tournament, known only to those in the underworld, was last held. What? Some fighters have come for personal glory. Others have come to fight for those they love. But all will do their best to be victorious in this tournament, which will decide their fortunes. It's an awesome voiceover. I love it. And there's like <laughs> it's this, really good. It's, it's like scrolling text over this amazing, uh, you know, uh, just red, like a sun, warm like a, like a hot sun, uh, or like what was the the blood moon looking? But it was like a sun. It's it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. yeah, it's very cool. Oh my god, it's worth it's worth worth firing that up through emulation, if nothing else, just to watch that. Now, Scott says it didn't hold up. I played Battle Arena to Shinden before uh, on my Sega Saturn, but it was the remix version, so it's a little bit different, but it's pretty much the same. And I, this is supposed to be a virtual fighter killer, right? Yeah, that's and what, it, that's and what and the Saturn wasn't. had. So and it was poo. It, it, 
Okay, so the ga- so you got to play weapons this time. So you know, most of the fighters, you know, you just you just had fist, and you know, or you had some kind of magical casting spell, or some kind of you know magic fire fist. But this lets you use weapons from swords to big club and different thing. But one of the things that I really appreciate appreciate about this game is they actually thought about the 3D aspect of it because even though this is 3D rendered and you know it's it's you're still just fighting you know in most of these games you're just going head to head right it's mm-hmm. almost like a side you know side beat 'em up and but in this one you got to when you when you tried to dodge you rolled you so you rolled around in like a circle and you know you could change positions and it felt very three dimensional. But is the, is, how's the fighting? You ask. It's okay. It's not. It's great. not great. It's not. Great. It's not great. And I mean, it looked really get... cool at the time. I remember it looked Brad. I was like, oh man, look where fighting oh, games are are it going. Looks this is freaking beautiful. So cool. But it's but uh, man, the gameplay. They, everyone feels like they're made out of weird paper. Uh, they float they a... funny. They animate bad. When you die, it just looks yeah. wrong. This whole fall I think on the your animations back. are. Or okay, I I yeah, but you're right. It doesn't handle very well. It does about the same on the Sega Saturn too, by the way. Uh, and it, you end up get falling off. I actually like I actually like the fact that you get knocked out of the ring, well, that's and true. you can knock yeah. your opponent out of the ring. That's also fun. Yeah, that stuff's um, good. I I like more interactive level stuff. Here's here's a little audio from it. <laughs> Getting the idea. It's like you know, yeah. it's a Japanese uh, deal. <laughs> I don't know what that. Yeah, means. They, and this, and I think this developer, this is the only thing they ever did uh, for, released for in America. And I think you know, like you said, I think they did they work in a Tishinden Two, or is it just remix? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Tishinden Two is definitely Tishinden Two is definitely an improvement in some ways and a step back in other ways. By then, right. I had kind of learned my lesson, and I'm like, I'm not spending money on another Tishinden game. Did, these did you bad. get this though day one? Or I did. Like, I'm, I'm picking up. I okay, did because right. it was all the hype, man. Everybody wanted this game. Yeah. It was supposed to be the hottest thing ever. And, and I will say one more thing real quick before we move on. But um, from to Shannon, uh, I did play this uh, this past week. I emulated on the Mister FPGA, and I used my PlayStation uh, Mini yeah. uh, controller. It it is uh, if you not if okay, so you can poo poo on the PlayStation Mini all you want. I but sure can. It does it does <laughs> come with two pretty sweet. Uh, USB controllers that are pretty much a you know a really good faithful replication of the original one that launched, which has no dual sticks on it all. It's just you know it's all uh, digital D pad, digital buttons, so yeah. not great for fighting games. Um, and so it, it's it's really tough on the thumb, but that's I great for okay. fighting games. That's the only way. I don't want I don't want to play fighting games with a freaking analog stick. F that. Uh, oh, you want no, deep? You I, want no, a D pad? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I want to say this is a this is a true the way it's laid out is a true four direction pad. Yeah. So uh, and and you can kind of emulate uh, some of the you know kind of like the you know like if you like go down and back go down and back yeah. to make a move yeah. you can kind of simulate a little bit but since it is digital and you know it's it's not the great but uh, the the Sega Saturn controller which uh, which would have the Virtual Fighter on it. It has the the D pad that kind of it's kind of it rolls a little bit, right? Yeah, it does have a little bit of a roll. It rolls a little yeah. bit, so it, it it feels a lot more comfortable. It doesn't hurt the thumb as much, so much better experience controller wise for me uh, playing this on the Sega Saturn. Yeah, and Dice Tomato is correct. It really does depend on the fighting game. Uh, a game like uh, Soul Calibur benefits greatly from an analog stick on the on the uh, right. Dreamcast and other consoles. Other games, certain other games like Mortal Kombat, I never want to even touch it 
unless it's a D-pad. I got to go D-pad. I just can't do it in the gotta other Got to go way. D-pad. Um, so, yeah. Look at uh, that you guy. Know, look, at the, look at the big chunk. Yeah, the guy, guy. With, the big, guy. with the big stone. Oh, he sucked. What a sucky sucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bad. But there you go. That's that was your that was one of the big releases. Uh, for it was a huge one. Yeah, yeah. And one. by the way, yeah. we keep bringing up Soul Calibur. Uh, a trillion times better. Uh, uh, Virtual Fighter one and two better games than this. Toshinden was a wannabe, and I didn't I didn't right. want to be hard enough. So that's my that's my take <laughs> on that. Now let's talk about a game that. Uh, well, it sounds a little like this. That's menu selections there. On your mark, get set, go! All right. <laughs> this sounds a little like Road Rash. Well, you wouldn't be uh, all that wrong. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be all that wrong, right? No, it's, you'd be close road. to. You'd be close to correct, actually. Uh, the way yeah. this game works. So it's ESPN Extreme Games, which launched that day. Uh, this is another one that I grabbed at the time, and the point of this game. One of the things I liked about it is one of the first maps you get is you go to Utah and ride around in the desert. And for some yeah. reason, I just thought that was rad because, you know, I live here. So Of course. Of course you did. It's like, oh, look, I get to uh, go to Moab, right? Yeah. This, this, that's, that's basically that's it, deal. yeah. So this is like some weird, the backgrounds are some weird combo of Moab, a fake Western that isn't real, and some <laughs> other shit that's not real either. But anyway, it was uh, it was unique in one weird way. It, it wasn't just, you know, everybody on the same vehicles. Uh, as you can right. see, those watching video, and I'll explain this for everybody at home, but there were people on bikes, rollerblades, lo- street luges, so they're laying on their back. Yeah. Um, I think there was a... Oh. They're in, inline skates. Inline skates, that's the other thing. I was inline thinking there were skateboards, yeah. but I guess not. I don't think there were skateboards. Very, very 95 extreme sports uh, <laughs> gear. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> and uh, the, what that's what they were trying to create here. That You had obstacles and gates you could go through that would earn you money and points. Um, you could kick and punch your opponents using the shoulder buttons you, whenever you, you get could, too close. You could, you should. Yeah, you right. have to if you want to live. If you want to win, yeah. right. It's like they uh, punch the guy if you want to live is what they said on Terminator, I think. <laughs> um, also, this level, which I'm watching right now, which again is, is the Utah level, the desert level, there's, um, I don't know why they think we're we're just slam-packed with, um, uh, what do you call those, rolling tumbleweeds. Yeah, the yeah, t- the red, they're kind of annoying too. They're I don't even know if they really even stop you, but they're annoying. Yeah, and then oh, boulders. The oh yeah. my god, the boulders were yeah, terrible. Big old boulders. If you got caught up in one of those uh, boulders <laughs> or the other thing, it totally screw you on the race. But essentially, it it's a racing game. Either. They're getting they're getting launched like Wally Coyote is like trying to kill the Roadrunner or something. While yeah, exactly. Out there. It's, it's insane. It's incredibly. Uh, the, the the Bureau for Land Management needs to get involved and freaking clean up this mess. <laughs> but anyway, this is a game that you could do with multiplayer split screen or by yourself. And uh, I played the hell out of it. Um, the one thing I didn't remember, and now I do after uh, giving it a play yesterday, the graphics, character graphics and the bikes and all that stuff, these are not polygonal these are uh, pre-rendered right. stri- uh, sprites sprites right yeah that are then put on a sort of pseudo 3d background i mean it's a lot of flat right, images right. so it's hard to call it i don't know this is not the yeah, best looking game is what i'm trying to say it looks like mud. yeah well, I'm, I'm sure it's taken a lot to re- render the upcoming 3d landscape and all the all the little things you got to go through and everything so yes yeah, it's, it's fine with the 3d with the uh with the sprites yeah. um I, 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 this game is really configurable. I was never played this back in the day and now it's not even called ESPN. They, they, that contract ended. So now it's just called like 
one extreme sports and then two extreme sports because there's a part two. Um, And I I never got to play this, but I really liked it. And I liked, uh, you know, upgrading through going through the little little areas where you collect money. And then you would go in, you could buy a better bike or, you know, or wherever. I usually rode the skateboard. Yes. Each one of them has their own advantages. Yeah, they all um, have they all have advantages. I thought the bike was pretty well represented, but I yeah. also I liked, I did luge a couple of times and kind of liked it. It's a fun yeah. game. You're gonna lose if you lose if you use the luge, you're gonna lose. Yeah, you're. That's a loser. how you remember that. Yeah, because I what what you can do is you can go in and you can choose your you know whatever you want to ride on, and then you can also uh, uncheck everything except for one type of uh, vehicle. Or, uh, so that's what I did with the CPU. I turned them all into street losers and I was a bicyclist <laughs> and I just rode through and kicked all of them. It was great. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like yeah. you want, like you want to do, I get it. Uh, look at that yeah, password. It. This thing road had passwords. It, it didn't even have saves to your damn memory cards. It was dumb. Oh, oh we, no. It, yeah. We didn't it mention did. this. I should say, it, I should say it. I shouldn't say it doesn't. It did, but it had a password yeah. option. As if it was, because. you know, 16-bit era or something. It's just weird. And, and the reason why they did that is because they didn't pack it in with the PS1. So $299 sounds like a really hot, sexy deal, way less than the $399 for the Sega Saturn. But there's no packing game. Virtual Fighter came with the Sega Saturn. Yep. You didn't get no packing game. You got a demo disc with a few games on it. And you didn't get a memory card. And you're definitely going to need that memory card. Uh, or you're going to have to be remembering passwords like you're some kind of chump playing 16-bit games again. Yeah. The important thing, though, is if you like Road Rash, you'll probably like this. Is it as yeah. good as Road Rash? No. Is it as got? Is it have as good a music as Road Rash? No. No. Uh, could could Road Rash? Would, would I? If somebody said today, "Hey Scott, what would you rather have revived, Road Rash or this?" I'd say Road Rash. I don't like oh, yeah, EA, Road Rash. you know either, it, but still, yeah. whatever. Extreme Games is such a, a product of its time because that's what was on TV. You could actually watch Extreme Games. And it was this Gen X was doing all this, you know, you only live once kind of you know, sports. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And for yeah. those in the chat are like, wait, what's a, what's road rash? I, I can't I'm believe like, someone's asking. Get out of here. Disco biscuit. Yeah. You're kid, Right. That's, that's really weird to hear that from anybody to say those words, but right. road rash is this amazing. <laughs> I'll, I'll show a little video yeah. of it. This is the 3DO version, which I also owned. Oh, when oh, are we doing our? Th- we got to do a 3DO show. Yeah, that's that um, is a, that is a superior machine. Uh, well, a superior game, excuse me. That's a superior game right there to the ESPN. Oh yeah, Street this Sports. is a better game. I don't think yeah. you know the frame rate's not much better, but the the gameplay yeah. is it's just a better game. And Road Rash yeah. famously um, also paid big money for like music licensing, so this thing was like full of Soundgarden tracks and oh, right. it's great. It's a great game. Loved it. Oh my, we definitely have to have a Road Rash. I've seen several people in the chat room say they haven't seen Road Rash. Other people say, no, you misunderstood me. I have seen Road Rash. And then, so it's just going to have to be a Road Rash episode. We're going to have to have it. It's just a thing. You know what? I'm in. Let's do it. Now, let's talk about the next poopy game on the list. This is not, (laughs) this is not one that I bought. Okay. So I cannot speak to it. But Kalik, the DNA imperative, had this dialogue. Okay. This is indicative of a lot of this game and partly yeah. why I think it's problematic because it is nonsense. But you, you, read the, you read the box art, you got home, and this is what you got. This is what you heard. August 16th, 2038. International Peacekeeping Force Headquarters, Auckland. Control picks up an urgent message from undercover agent Franco Fukuzawa at the South Pole Observation Base of the giant Bifos Group. The message reads, situation critical. Kim must be stopped. Repeat, Kim must be stopped. 
Hours later, a lighter assault chopper is speeding toward the south base, carrying the IPKF's most elite polar operations team, White Lightning. Okay, it's just nonsense. White Lightning. It's, non- it's nonsense. It's, it's the whole thing. It is an 80s TV script uh, for a 90s game is what it is. I mean, you might as well be playing, you know, something like, uh, I don't know. Airwolf or something, because that's what it kind of feels like. At least that's what it is. That's what the the pitch is. Once you actually play it, you realize, oh, this is just a corridor shooter, and I'm fighting drones instead of you know. Yeah, they kind of mislead you too, because in the intro, there's lots of helicopter and mech stuff and all this, and then eventually it's like, nope, you just you you're walking through a corridor and you're in a robot suit, but you're not really special. You just you're not very special at all. As a matter of fact, this is they they only give you the uh, video demo of this on the uh, PlayStation Picks, which was packed in, which is just a few demos you can play. And if you had seen this, you would have thought you were getting one game. Uh, And then once you got it, you would have been like, yeah, this isn't the game. They promised I've been I've been duped, major duped. So it's okay. It's fine. It was okay. I played it. It was all right. It was okay. Yeah. I've played worse things. I'll just put that out there in the ether. It's yeah. not the worst game I've ever played, but I don't know. Nothing too remarkable here. Um, yeah, yeah. I played it yesterday. You're going down corridors. And- you're collecting keys so you can get to certain areas so you can destroy more drones, and you're just trying to get through the area. Yeah, and so, none yeah. of this is going to make you go, oh, this this was better than Doom or you know, yeah. not even close. I like, spent $50 on this. Hot damn. Look at that Photoshop work on that logo. And that- I love I love the colleague. <laughs> DNA imperative logo that comes up. And yeah. by the way, it is DNA imperative. And yes, there are sperm. Yep. There are sperm in the opening scene swimming around, implying that that's what's going to happen yep. with the DNA modification. If you, want, if you guys um, wanted a, a launch PS1 title with sperm in it, this is the one. Right. I mean, can you imagine that? Coming home, you got your, you got your, your mom bought you the PS1, and you're like, cool. And you load this up, and then they got a bunch of sperm swimming around. And yep. it's like your mom's going to be like, a nope. Yep. Yep. You're right. Nope. And then this heinous pre-rendered 3D Studio 1.0 garbage. Oh, it's so bad. Like we, I know we need to make babies. Everything's a step, right? It's all iterative. We yeah. got to get somewhere, and, and to do that, you got to have the awkward stage. This was the awkward stage. Ooh. Yeah. And this Ooh. this developer, uh, you know them from nothing, and they'll continue to know them from nothing. Yeah, they're not. They don't. They got nothing to tell you now. As you can <laughs> see, here's some actual gameplay going down a corridor. You know, they're going for a very claustrophobic sort of doom kind of vibe. And uh, you shoot stuff and things die and it's okay. It's, it's drones mostly. They look kind of cool. The shootings, it controls okay. Um, you know, it's, it's all right. Yeah. It's I'm okay. not, like I said, there are worse video games for you to spend your time on than yeah. Kilik. I'd be, I'd be pissed if I spent $50 on, <laughs> yeah, I would too, you know, on the first day. If this is the game I got, the only yeah. game I got. Yeah. And they didn't have bad. returns like they have now. So you were kind of no. stuck. For a thing, although for a while there, Software Etc. did a thing that me and my buddy Andrew called the 30 day return policy. <laughs> and what it was is they would give you 30 days to return a game. Uh, and so you could play the whole thing, you could beat it, yeah, yeah, and oh, then and take it back. And we're like, sweet, because we didn't have any money, we're freaking broke. So we'd take it back, and then they'd get we'd get another one, and we'd do it again. They finally got. You no, know, Blockbuster smart. was renting games out that time. No, you know, I know like. we did that too, but <laughs> but these guys got wise to it and they changed it to seven days. Well, ah. they don't know me very well. I was like, oh, I can beat that in seven <laughs> seven days, so I would do I'm a lot of that this challenge. Too. Yeah, otherwise you were just, just that was the only that, way you could do anything, and nobody else would, was doing that. What you would that. tell your friends is like, hey, hey, you guys want to go take a seven day challenge? Yeah, and sit down to the store and yeah. uh, pick up a game and see if we can beat it in seven yeah. days. That's how I beat, or, or what was it, Resident Evil Three? I think 
yeah. Nemesis. Wasn't that the blockbuster rental uh, time frame when it like three to five days for the games? I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm also trying to remember if I worked at Blockbuster just a few minutes before the PlayStation One launched. And I'm trying. I remember us renting out NES carts and that kind of stuff, but sure. I don't remember much about the PlayStation era. Oh, they definitely I don't think did. They rented the consoles. They definitely. Well, I don't know about consoles because I never rented one, but I know they rented the games because right. we pick them up there yeah, all they, the time. I remember renting the consoles because you could rent out the uh, b- the big old cases and everything, mm-hmm. uh, and it was expensive too because people would freak out. It's like we need a security deposit. And it's like what? You don't trust us? Like no, no, it's a console. No, we do not. We're not going to do that. You can't even yeah, you can't even rewind your tapes. I have to rewind them for you. No, get out of here. I bought a or I rented a, maybe it was for a friends thing. Anyway, somebody one time for something rented a N sixty four. Even though I had one at home, yeah, they rented it for a party. <laughs> And I remember oh, thinking, that, you could, couldn't you link those together? Was, was that one, one you could link together? Oh, I don't remember. know. Maybe, maybe we never did though. They right. just had it for just for one person or, you know, they just had it for right. one, one rental, but it was like 60 bucks for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to the guy, now, I'm like, you know what? Another 60 to, to $120 and you've got the console. Don't go rent this again. This is dumb. Buy it. Right. Invest in it. Right. Get it. Invest in it. And then rent the game. So that's fine. Yeah, I, he probably spent sixty, but that was probably a security deposit part of that. He probably got some of that back. I think it was like twenty something or something like that to rent it, and then like thirty deposit or so. I can't remember. It was something like that. I don't think the GameCube let you link them either. Wasn't I mean, the Xbox felt like it yeah? Was like they're the confirming first... in the chat room that that you couldn't link the N sixty four. I yeah. think you, you there's a network adapter for the GameCube, so I guess anything is possible. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. We need to find out more about console connectivity yeah that's the, that's the place i'm lacking X, xbox was great at it because they were kind of coming from the pc side and they knew this stuff oh yeah yeah having a little it. land was no big deal on their mind Mm-mm. um all right so there's that it's Kalik and it's poop then and it's poop a game everybody loves this one showtime tonight's matchup cavaliers versus blazers 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 are playing Here's the tip. Here's the tip. Robinson. 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 Fantastic. Boom shakalaka. Here's the tip. All right, so uh, you got your you got your NBA Jam Championship Edition. Uh, yeah, tournament edition, right? Tournament. tournament edition. Sorry, not champion. Yep. Yeah. Tournament edition. I'm thinking of uh, been playing that Pac-Man game. It's got a championship edition in it. That's right. But anyway, That's right. Uh, this was you know hot off the heels of a very successful run in the arcades, and then the Genesis and SNES had uh, good versions of the game. Mostly the SNES version was the best. Whatever, I got the Genesis version. It's the best. I did too, but I, I won't call it the best. I played both. <laughs> my 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 brother in law's uh, SNES game uh, version of this game was definitely it definitely sounded better. Let's put it that way. Probably. Played. Oh yeah, well, absolutely. And you can think and you can think Sony for the, you can think the father you can think the father of uh, the the PlayStation for that sound in the SNES. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he does. He developed behind Sony's back. He developed Ken Kutaragi, the father of PlayStation, yeah. developed the sound chip for the SNES. That's how they got in bed to be- together to begin with Nintendo and Sony when they almost made the Nintendo PlayStation. Uh, and so that's the reason why it sounds so good. Gotcha. Well, yeah, it does sound good, and uh, this game even more so it had real crowd sounds, you know, CD audio, all that stuff. But it was just more NBA Jam. There's nothing really special here. It's also one of the hardest versions of this game. It 
really hard. Is. Yeah, I don't know if, why. If you had it, okay. So I'm going to talk about two games during this little uh, when we're talking about the games, and two of them, in my opinion, were too damn hard for uh, for the difficulty settings. If you're going to, okay. So at the arcade, I expect it's one kind of experience. When I go to the arcade, I expect to be you know renting the equipment essentially and the you know the game master he yeah. sets the difficulty level he sets what the value is of the quarter he sets all that stuff i just go in and you know i experience the best i can at home you give me options to adjust the difficulty level the the middle difficulty level should not be obscenely hard yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. the default difficulty level should not be brutal. That should be when I slide the slider over to the right and I want a bad experience. That's usually correct. So they right. didn't do that here. They, I, they made no, this, I know. slid that thing all the way to the left. And just this is, you know, and it's not really how the difficulty thing slides, but anyway, all the way to the left to the easiest possible setting. And I was still getting murdered. <laughs> not like, not like, oh no, I'm a little bit behind. No, I'm talking about the other team was on fire constantly. On fire, on fire. And yeah. I'm like, this is the easiest setting on this game. And I am just getting devastated. No, yeah. fix your difficulty level game that is 27 years old. Well, fix they it. did. They did. And it's called uh, <laughs> NBA Jam. I forgot the name, but they made a version of the it. NBA Jam Easy Edition. Easy Edition. No, it's a game they made for the PS3 and 360. And I owned it on a 360, so I was able to even play this recently. It runs fine right. on a Series X. And uh, it's everything's improved. Graphics are improved. Crowds improved. Everything's better. Um, it still looks actually really modern right now, even in by today's standards, yeah. even though well, it's so much fun because they're old. all like, uh, you know, it's, it's NBA players and you got, you know, the, it looks like the players. Yeah. Unlike this the big giant, have heads. you seen the menu in this? Cause here chat, look at this, these faces. Oh, man. if you've never played NBA jam is an experience that you will never forget. You don't have to be a sports fan to play NBA jam. Uh, as a matter of fact, it might help that you're not. Uh, but it's just the silliest, funnest, just outrageous game you'll ever play. Plus, the faces are wrong. They're just wrong. They're the trying. Faces are fan- it's the faces are what makes it so good. <laughs> They're opinion. trying, but they don't get it. Well, anyway, my yeah. point is that version of the game, the newer-ish 10-year-old one version thing, uh, got it right. It quit doing rubber banding. It quit doing all that sort of cheat AI stuff. Yeah. And it finally was yeah. a, a game to play. Now, if you're playing this uh, version, Tournament Edition, on the PlayStation with a friend, you were fine because you were both that, in charge mm-hmm. of the other team and there was no AI getting in there screwing with you. But if you're yeah, trying to play by yourself, freaking forget it. it. sucked. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I did. I had always had a friend when I played this. Uh, and th- I, I didn't have friends very often with games I would play. But this game, I absolutely knew that it was no fun experience playing this single player. Even back in the day, I knew that. And yeah. then playing it now... I was like, yeah, this is no better. Matter of fact, it's even harder than I remember. Oh, yeah. I, I was just like, this is impossible. Yeah, it's a harder, impossible. it's a hard game. It's mostly the problem is the rubber banding for me, especially toward the end of the game. They just start hitting everything and they make you miss everything. Right. And it's freaking well, frustrating. So, yeah, that is frustrating. But my biggest problem was just, uh, you know, in, in most of these modern games, like these two on two matches and more modern games, yeah. you kind of know. When the when you've been switched over to the active player, right? Right. It's, it seems obvious. Here, I was just constantly like going, wait a minute. I'm not even, my guy's not even on the screen right now. Who the hell am I controlling? 
I mean, it was just like, it was just me just moving the stick around and watching what was happening, which was devastation. Yeah, nobody wants that. It wasn't good. It's devastation. It wasn't a good experience. It was Um, not a good experience. All right, coming up next, if if your sports fix didn't happen with NBA Jam Tournament Edition, maybe it happened with (laughs) Power Serves Tennis, which has this audio. Angela Santos, to say. All right, so Angela Santos. So now you're thinking, well, that doesn't sound too bad. Feels no. very much like a golf game, but for uh, tennis, right? Yeah. But then you play it, and it's one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. I hate it. It's it is the most stupid really ass bad. game I've ever played. It's really bad, <laughs> you guys. I mean, it, the ball doesn't even make contact with the racket ninety percent of the time. They had a first yeah. person mode, which blew goats. Um, the the more traditional mode, which we're looking at right here, which is the camera pulled back some, like your your you know. That's the only games. way you could even play this game. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. But even then, the way you're hitting the ball, the way you're targeting, it's fruity. There's, I don't like it. Never did. Yeah, there's. So they're trying a bunch of. It's it's this is like a tech demo to me because they 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 didn't. There was no HUD. There's no you know what's going on. You know, is the ball near me now? No, it was just all guesswork. The ball kind of comes near you. You kind of dive towards it. And the problem is there's no in-game instructions. So you have to read the manual. I couldn't find the manual anywhere online. Usually I can find a PDF manual. Everybody hates this game. They're like, I'm not scanning that stupid manual in. I'm not doing it. No, nobody it, likes it. There's it, nobody. This review yeah. bad, but at the time and now retro people don't care about it. It's poop. It's a poop game. <laughs> only only to bash it is the only reason why you should care about it. Yeah. Is to go, oh my God, I can't believe this experience is so bad. When it starts, there's no... If you hit this button, the camera will change. They don't tell you that. They just start you, and they're like all up your ass, sitting right on top of you. And you can't see anything, and you're trying to serve, and it's like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. I end up button mashing until I finally found out I could zoom out some and do these different screens. I was like, okay, at least I could do that. But this game wasn't even – you couldn't even play couples. It was uh, – I think you could play two players on split screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the multi-tap launched with the PS1. They don't even have that. No, they didn't even have that. Even that have would have been fun at least. Yeah. yeah. When I bought four controllers at launch, I was so stupid. What was I doing? I don't know what I was doing. I'm going to play every day. Every day with all my friends. And I didn't. Look, <laughs> this is the deal. This is the deal. See, Scott has a little different perspective than some people because Scott grew up around arcade machines and the, he knew the cost, of, at least in general, of how expensive arcade games were and you know yeah. how much you had to invest into a gaming experience. You know, Two ninety nine, and then throw on some controllers, which are probably fifty dollars a piece. You know, they were twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, if you spend five hundred dollars, but you get a butt ton of arcade ports in, in an era when you could make real arcade ports that look like the real arcade. Yeah, they they, they were good. Like they were good ports. All of them were. I think even the Genesis yeah. and SNES era were were great arcade era ports. Um, right. You know, I was talking before the show. Uh, about Miss Pac-Man and two of my favorite versions are SNES and Genesis versions of those games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's the it, thing with tennis games. There are a bunch of great tennis games in the history of tennis. The all, only all named Mario. The, well, I like the Mario games a lot, but I still say that the Virtua Tennis series, especially two, okay. uh, Tennis 2K2, yeah. is one of the yeah. greatest tennis games still to this day ever made. Okay. I and, think Tron uh, yeah. is the best tennis game. Mm-hmm. Tron mm-hmm. is a is a tennis game with consequences. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one that's one way of looking at it for sure. Uh, Mario Tennis is great though. Don't get me wrong. All right, then you got. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna say Pong is the greatest tennis game. Oh my lord! I know it's table tennis. 
but I think it still counts. You're pandering to big ten, to big pong. <laughs> to big, big pong. Big pong. All right. Next up, you got a game called the Raiden Project. Hey, everybody, you want to play uh, arcade? Uh, the the Raiden arcade games. You want to play a uh, pretty much pixel perfect version of a of a bullet hell top down shootery deal? Yes, Good I news. do. I love smubs. Listen to this. and robots. Uh, robots. You got the you got your traditional top down, you know, R type looking. Well, R type was wasn't top down, was it? Was side view. Whatever. Right, right. But it's, but it's one you, of them. You're not wrong in the fact that in this port, you could do a side view like an R type. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you totally could. And uh, yeah, it's a fun one of those. It's not gonna do. It's not gonna blow your socks off or change the way you look at the world. But I just. I disagree. You uh, uh, you get one and two in here. Two is a little bit better uh, as far as uh, you know the graphics and that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, if you like a smup, you're gonna love this one. And I love the crap out of it. And yeah, the port it's a good game. gave us an opportunity to uh, do some things uh, like uh, turn the game sideways. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is uh, when it turns sideways, so did the scoring and everything else. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, uh, I don't, but it, I don't like but it that. did. But it did help me. Uh, it it did give me some uh, a moment of levity mm-hmm. when uh, I I did turn it sideways, and you get this warning message uh, that for for all of us dumb Americans who tried to turn our TV sideways uh-huh. to make up for the fact that we were turned it sideways, and we had you had to agree to it. You had to check on two different yes boxes saying that you weren't going to turn your TV sideways. If you played this in sideways, yeah. Mode. If you think uh, you think Eulas today are crummy, that's a terrible Eula. That's a real <laughs> I was bad. Was like, one. why? Yeah, that's no good at all. It's your TV. Do what you want with it. I um, I, I guess they think that uh, we're, that that we like to uh, sue people here in the states, maybe, and maybe so. that's the yeah. People maybe. are you know we're a litigious bunch over here in the states. We we do like to sue. We like to sue. So anyway, shmup, you like that? You like bullet hell? Well, then this this is your game. All right, and it was good. It's a good. It's a good one of those, and I think this made it compete with. You know, the Neo Geo was famous for having kind of the best of these. Yeah, I think yeah. this this stood pretty good toe to toe with that stuff. So it's not yeah. a, not a bad way to go if you had to if you had to buy a game that day. Um, all right, let's move on to Brian's favorite character of all time. This. <laughs> if you want to know what's going on? Let me tell you the story of Rayman. In Rayman's world, nature and people live together in peace. The Great Protoon provides and maintains the harmony and balance in the world. Yeah. How you feel yeah, about that? Everything, nothing has arms or legs. No thanks. I'm out. <laughs> Brian doesn't like Rayman. Look, the new Rayman, I, the newer you know, Rayman like game Rayman. really I good. I just don't. I don't like that he has to have arms or legs. I like the new ones. I also don't like... I've never liked his character design. Uh, yeah. For the reasons you're saying, plus a couple others, I just don't think they're... I just don't think it's good. Big stupid right. nose, big dumb eyes. I just don't like it. However... clunky hair. Those newish but, ones, which were, like, I don't know, 2014, 2015, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Those are great games. They're fantastic. This game, fantastic as well. I mean, I give Rayman shit, but I mean, honestly... It is a great side-scrolling platformer, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And the fact that you have to like you had just a little bit of Metroidvania, you got to you got to get some power-ups. You got to work, got to work your way back uh, through stuff. You can't get through certain areas. It's kind of a really great game, but not for a launch title for a 
primarily 3D console. Mm, yeah, I'm just they had to saying. do some 2D stuff. The thing about this game, uh, an Ubisoft creation, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, the they saved what they you know they they did really cool environment stuff, but that's because they saved so much money on limbs. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> if you don't need to have arms, elbows, right. knees, legs, yeah, or in the neck, right. you're Do you know how, you know, how long it takes to render an elbow is insane. Two <laughs> D elbow, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. You don't want to, you don't want to do it. But yeah, yeah it's, it's great. It's it's bright. It's colorful. I would have been totally happy if I had picked up Rayman uh, for the PlayStation. If that had been the game that I picked, like I probably would have picked maybe one or two. I I wouldn't have bought more than two games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that would have put it about the same price as the Sega Saturn. Yeah, I was um, in my twenty so, early twenties. Yeah. I couldn't afford this shit. I wasn't. No. I, I had to go. I don't know why I bought that multi tap or extra controllers, but I was broke that for the you next dream, six dreaming months. Dreaming big, dreaming big, baby. Now, if you want to dream real big, dream about this. Three, two, one. Go! All right, that music may be familiar to some. It's Ridge Racer. Yeah, it's a lot more familiar than that Daytona last week. Daytona. That, 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 that made YouTube no sense. It made no sense to me. I still don't get it. Uh, why, just, you, somebody sent us a message and, and kind of uh, fixed this on it, by the way, before we get to talking about uh, Ridge Racer. I had actually played Ridge Racer and guessed my game last week, uh, and I had recorded some footage off of a YouTube channel, and I haven't played this game in forever. Yeah. And I just, you know, I didn't think anything about the audio, and Scott guessed uh, Daytona. Uh, because it had the Daytona music in it. Sure enough, the guy had put Daytona music in uh, the the. So it was still uh, it was still Ridge Racer, uh, you know, sound effects. Yeah. But he was playing the Daytona music. Yeah. So that's not natural, and nope. so I apologize. That was a trick when I didn't even realize it. So. Yeah, you got you got fiddled with that day. That's what happened. Yeah, I got there. fiddled with that. But was it better than Daytona Ridge Racer? You think? Maybe no, the original Ridge Racer is not better than the Daytona. Now you could convince right. me that later uh, Ridge Racer games like R four and oh, others are so are maybe better than Daytona. Um, right. There's more variety for sure than Daytona ever had, but. I think Ridge Racer, that first Ridge Racer is rough. Yeah, it's just it's an arcade port. So once again, we're, we we saw a lot of I did I did not realize how many of these games were arcade ports because I I kept thinking oh first ten titles have some you know some fancy stuff but I keep forgetting this is Sony's first time you know entering the console market and this you know they they kind of had a little experience over there with the uh, Japanese but you don't know what the Americans going to do what are they going to like are they going to like some Ridge Racer I don't know I don't know yeah. they're probably yeah, they're probably not going to like Kalik. Whatever. Do you? Do so, you? Let me ask you this: Does yes? It was, could you not do third person in this car, or is that just the? Yes, guy you, I'm can, you can. You uh, can. You hit the triangle and you you pop out and you do a third person. That's the only two uh, modes you have. Well, this guy um, who's racing this is just a dingus. I can't stand. No, I, can, I can't racing. race inside. No, yeah, I, I hate to it. Jump out. I don't even like it in the yeah. where I can see the dash and you know wheel and everything. I need to be outside yeah. my effing car. I need to be behind floating it. behind it, like by you know five feet above it. That's how you race in video games, okay? Everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. All right. I had that game, though. I bought it uh, on day one. I, I, you would have been very happy if you'd have got that one. Um, I did enjoy all the little other references they had. Uh, if you saw any billboards and things that were in that game, it was oh, yeah, Galaga uh, and... nods to other stuff they were doing. Yeah, you could, you could actually play at the, at the uh, loading screen. You could play Galaga, a little mini. Yeah, in fact, listen to this. Uh, did I capture it? Three, no, hold on. Two, 
Uh, I didn't capture it, but yes, you can actually play a little mini game while it's yeah, loading. It's a, ga- a Galaxian. Of ga- I'm Galaxian. Sorry, I think, yeah, yeah Galaxian. I think, I think I did say Galaga. Yeah, Galaxian. You play. You can play it until it's done loading, but it kind of unceremoniously just quits. It's like pew right. pew pew, and then yeah. oh, you're done. Okay, let's go play. Yeah, the I would have been. I, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, if you got that home Ridge Racer, you didn't read everything. You just popped it in. You load it up. And you're like, why am I playing Galax? What? You got to get the box back out. You're like, what is going on right now? <laughs> it's pretty weird. Very yeah. strange concept that they did that. Um, all right. Now, the game I didn't buy, because <laughs> why would you buy this? But apparently, why? this is better than it has any right to be. My friend had it, and it's rad. Here it is. It's Street Fighter, the movie, the game. The movie, the game. That's right. Here it is. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Bow, wow, fight. Jean Claude. Yep, yeah, so you see Jean Claude fighting uh, Raul Julia here. Yeah, Raul Julia. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. Guile over yeah. here fighting Guile, Bison. Guile and Bison having a little face off. And uh, this is this, a weird person, one because it's, you know, it's all mo capped, uh, kind of Mortal Kombat looking uh, yeah, stuff, it which was, was new it was for done Capcom. In some, it was done in some form or fashion. I was meaning to deep, do a deeper dive on this, but it was done with Acclaim. Uh, oddly, because you got the Acclaim logo and then the Capcom logo. So I don't know if they did the capture stuff for them, for the actors. Probably probably they did, did, because they famously did all the mocap for, for all the Mortal Kombat stuff. Well, so they probably yeah. did. Um, I could be wrong on that. But uh, yeah, you, you played these, these famous Street Fighter characters, but they were their movie versions. And it was all in this mocap mode. And it looked like shit, and it played pretty good. That's the weird yeah, it thing about like it. A Street Fighter. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a fun fighting game. And my friend had it. Spent a bunch of time in his house, and I was like, "Oh man, I should have got this instead of freaking Ridge Racer or whatever the hell I had." Yeah, because um, it wasn't bad. Now the movie is bad. The game with the movie imagery is bad, but the actual gameplay yeah. is all right. Yeah, you don't you don't have to play uh, the movie mode. You can just go straight for the arcade mode where you just fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, once again, this is the other game that I was like, if you're gonna have a difficulty level, I love this anime. I love yeah, this. No, gift. This so is bad. such an animated GIF it's right so here. This it's so bad. She's doing it on the screen. Yeah, it's, she's just talking, but she's just it's just a loop over and over again. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic. If you if you go back and watch the video later, if you if you're just listening, yeah. Uh, Street Fighter the movie. Uh, if you're once again, if you're gonna have a difficulty level slider on your game. Hey, how about normal is normal and not brutal? Yeah. Because once again, I was, you know, okay, when I play a fighting game, this is what I expect. It's best two out of three, right? So whenever I start on that first one, I always think it's at my warm-up. Okay, so we're we're gonna stage through this thing. Uh, we got round we got you got get three rounds potentially. Here we go. Um I, I I fight the first round. I should be able to pretty much win with punches and kicks, right? Because those are fast. Mm-hmm. And I should be able to pretty much win that first round because I'm just warming up. I'm just yep. warming up. Just going to do some punches, some quick punches and stuff. Nobody should be first level, be able to defend that much, very much. Okay, yeah. so fine. Yeah. The second round, he's probably going to kick my ass because he's going to start pulling out his special moves. And so, you know, that's fine. But then the third round, I should be able to beat him again and move on to the next because I warmed up, right? I yeah. warmed up. Yeah. Not here. Not here. <laughs> first, first round. Dead. Second round, even deader, because then he starts using the special moves. Mm. And I'm like, how is this normal? I feel like you, normal. you might struggle with all fighting games then, because they all do what you're describing. They all kind of... No, they don't. All the games that I know of, all the fighters in Mortal Kombat, that's how I play Mortal Kombat for years. 
the first time, you can pretty much beat anybody. The first, the first level, the first round, you can pretty much beat anybody with just some punches and kicks. You just, you just spam the kicks. You, you duck. You, you know, you just, that's all you do. Yeah. And then you get your ass kicked the second round, and then the third round, you're probably going to win. Maybe, <laughs> might lose. Yeah. Well, that's you do like me. Do you like that's me? That's the agreement and, we have with. That's the agreement we have with fighters. Never, never fight. The AI only fight friends. That's my answer to that. Right. That's how you and do then, it. and then the second stage when you play the next player, you know, all bets are off. You might get anything, yeah. but that first one's a warm up round. Tell me I'm wrong, people. It's, tell me I'm wrong. Tell him you know it's true. Tell him he's wrong. Send that email in. Let's get him. <laughs> let's 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 get them all cleared up. All right. Your final game of that launch window is right. a game called Total Eclipse Turbo. Yeah. I don't even remember this game. This is the one Most I don't remember. Don't. Okay, this is like completely out of out of sight, out of mind. Here's a little audio. Commander, we've got bogey from Alpha Sector coming in fast. Starbase Bravo to vessels bearing one five zero mark two niner. You've entered restricted space. Withdraw immediately. Commander, we're detecting an energy surge. They're charging weapons. Ensign, notify the Stellar Command that we're under attack and get Gamma Squadron off the deck pronto. Pronto, get it done well, pronto. Well, I, I like that word salad of nonsense. Yeah, total nonsense. Um, also, yeah. very bad pre-rendered imagery. Just ugly, ugly, ugly. This game. Yeah. So um, if you, if you want if you want a visual of how this looks, kind of imagine like Star Fox because it is you know it, you're kind of locked in. You can't go but so far left or right. You can't go so so far up and down. Um, and you're, it's on you're rails. Flying, yeah. Yeah. It's on rails. You're sure. flying through some, you know, some, uh, some caverns. Um, but then it goes from cavern outside kind of stuff like you didn't see in star Fox. And then it suddenly, it pops into, uh, if you ever played the star Wars vector game, remember that one? Yeah. Star Wars or you're like down in the trench and yeah, it's all yeah. wireframe. Yeah. It's just like and that. So that's kind of how it is. You, you, you fly down into this. I mean, you obviously you're flying along and you got to nosedive down into this, beam area and then suddenly you're in this tunnel yeah. and uh, you're basically trying you know you're trying to kill womp rats that's what you're trying to do yeah basically i mean yeah. it does the, your comparisons are, are the right ones it's it's uh it's an on-rail shooter a lot like old star or uh, old star fox stuff and you don't have any movement outside of left and right so there's very yeah. you can't like turn can, really i mean i don't know it's weird. no there's a little bit it's more like you kind of you just kind of like oh i'm leaning left and leaning right but then you also out, outside you have a roll which you it's not the easiest thing to do. this guy here he sucks worse than me um i bet he has really hard time with uh, fighters yeah. um <laughs> then uh and also you're fighting against these tron looking things like remember the big tron yeah the, the tron the, chips where the little what the are these le- things called? With the, the legs, the, the big leg. The, uh, yeah, the Tron ships that like arches or something. Yeah, those coming are cool. towards you. I used to um, love those. I thought it was so rad. Those were so that was so rad. Yeah. Um, but you can do some barrel rolls here um, when you're outside. Once you get in the tunnel, no barrel rolls. Does anyone say? Does anyone yell? Do a barrel roll? Does that happen? Nobody. Okay. There's there's no uh, you know there's no frogs or anything. It's <laughs> co-pilots or anything. There's nothing like that. <laughs> it's just you. No no clever dialogue or nothing. Just. It's not a great game, but you know, eh, Crystal Dynamics made it. $50. Crystal Dynamics was making cool games then. They yeah. were working on Tomb yeah, Raider at the time. They had this. They had yeah. uh, Ge- was it Gex? No, it wasn't. Not Gex. It was was it Gex? It was Gex, Gex might have been Gex, the lizard thing. Yeah. Uh, eventually, yeah. they'd be they do Soul Reaver and the the Legacy yeah. of Kane game, which I love that game. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Legacy it was, of Kane. It's was like amazing. I said, it's okay, but I would be disappointed if this was the only game I had because it's it's fun. 
I would be glad to get a demo of this, which I think you did. I think this is one of the so you got to get do a little roller, get a barrel. Yeah, I think this is one of the dim, the playable demos that was on the PlayStation pack in that came when you got the PlayStation originally. So. Uh, yes, that may be true, and I just even avoided it there. Like you probably you probably did. You're like, what is this stupid crap? It now just it's seems so turn. generic and so like, ugh, and it looks like shit. Look at this lumpy looking thing. Ugh. It looks, it's it, like I said, it's fine, but it's not. It's not what it's not the first game you want. I mean, maybe you rent it, yeah, and you're like, okay, that's fine. I learned my lesson. You were about it's, to go. We were about to do some rad stuff on PlayStation, and that I think there's an yeah. important place I can start mentioning this. This is all obviously before amazing titles like the Wipeout series, which in my mind is the almost the mascot of my time with the PlayStation One. I can't yeah. speak for everybody, but Wipeout One and Wipeout XL. Those two games did two things for me. They defined this kind of dystopic, futuristic sort of racing sport idea, which I'd just never really seen before. So to me, that was mm-hmm. just like new. Um, and they became just zen-like games for me. I could just play them all day. I loved them. Um, the music they, those games introduced me to has still never left me. I listen to that stuff all yeah. the time. To this day, I listen to Cold Storage, who is the... It's the name of the guy. It's his. It's his fake name, but the name of the guy who made the music for the original Wipeout One. Right. Uh, he's got a great compilation called Slipstream, and it's basically all the original remastered tracks from Wipeout One and his tracks he did for XL. Um, but that stuff was so freaking in so informative for me, and so like yeah. made me you know like change actual tastes and what I thought was cool about science fiction and 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 electronic music, and you know it was that kind of that early '90s, mid '90s explosion of electronic music coming out of nowhere, and you're about to see other bands like Left Field and you know Crystal Methods only a couple of years away, and oh yeah. man, that just it just informed so much of the '90s for me. It really um, did. It was uh, it, it it wasn't long. I mean, it didn't take long. They did not release day one, but I think that's probably somewhat because of localization. They already launched it in uh, Japan mm-hmm. and the uh, the UK, or uh, they they got they got it uh, like on launch. I think that was one of the big launch titles there. Um, but I think there was some music issues, maybe some localization issues that were that was kind of make it lag behind. It was already a demo on the uh, PlayStation picks. So you might've had a chance to, that's to where I first saw it. And I remember playing yeah. that and going, Oh, I'll be playing this. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the game. I was, yeah. I'm with you. Cause that, that really showcased how awesome it's so the PlayStation cool. could be. And it was so smooth. Unlike, uh, unlike Ridge racer, which, you know, was an arcade port. It kind of handled it like an arcade port and it wasn't great using a D pad, but it was okay. Um, yeah. this felt good. It just, Chap, Chap so, mentions that the so game sexy. Red Out is a very good version of this. 100% correct. Okay. I, I own Red Out. In fact, it was free on Epic a couple of, maybe a month ago. Um, right. but, but they basically have made a clone, not a clone. It's not like straight up ripoff, but they've made a Wipeout like game that is, I think, worthy of people's time. If you miss Wipeout games and you, you know, you play the Omega collection, which Sony still sells, it's very good. But if you played that to death and want something new, check out Red Out. Ooh, on good, uh, good Steam tip. and everywhere else, it's all over the place. Uh, oh, that art is there was, bad. Though there was one more that was uh, worth mentioning. It was Jumping Flash. It was also oh yeah on uh, the PlayStation picks. It was a demo. 
Um, I think they had high hopes for that, but I don't think it was well received. I love that US. game I'd when it came even, out. I I'd got never it. seen it before. Me and, I, me and my buddy was, Andrew played it. It was, um, yeah. I think I still, I think I own it on PSN somehow, or, or I did right. on the PlayStation Three, but I'm not sure that stuff moves forward. What do you like it? You like a rabbit? Yeah, you're like a robot like, rabbit, and uh, jump, you jump real jump high. Like a, and yeah, uh, the, the main thing is just huge heights, and you got to solve these puzzles. And mm-hmm. I don't know that it holds up now, but in the day, that seemed like a really it, innovative title. It, sh- it shocked me how much it looked like Minecraft. Yeah, there's. It, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It's yeah. it's a weird. It's, um, doesn't play like Minecraft, no. but it kind of has this visual look that kind of. Here you go, chat. I'll show you a little bit of this. It's like, um, I don't know what to compare it to. Gameplay-wise, they were going for, I mean, it's definitely like a platformer. And the controls are super limiting in a weird way. Like, I remember it just being really stiff and kind of frustrating in some ways. But it just, to me, it represented one of the first attempts in 3D open world concepts of like, I've got this place and I've got to solve all all the things about it. I can't just solve the one. There's not just one thing to do, or I don't just move linearly through a, a level. I have to go do kind of open world things. Nobody else was doing that yet. Mm-mm. Like this was new. This is new territory, and I thought it was pretty, yeah. pretty neat at the time. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Like I, said, I, I had never heard of it. Never seen it. Yeah. Now cool. you may be asking yourself, sure, that was the first ten in '95. Mm. What were the last ten? I'm not going to go over all of them, but just quickly, 2006 was the last release, official release, Strider. Hyrule, I believe that's how you say it. Strider game, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Strider game, and uh, it was actually a port, so I think that's kind of a cheat for it being the last. The last developed was Jet Ace, another one of those fighter games up in the uh, up in the air. Yeah, because a jet in your ace. Jet November the fifteenth, two thousand four. So that would literally be uh, almost ten years. After the Japanese release. That's crazy. Oh, here it is. Uh, oh, it's like Afterburner. Yes, yeah, like Afterburner kind of. Actually, it looks all right. Those Ace, Con- all those air combat games, that's what it is, essentially. Yeah. But look, look, I mean, that, I mean, it's not the greatest rendering. It's a 40, that video is like 480 or something. So it's not great. If you're emulating, it looks really good and it really speaks to how much power was in that PlayStation 1 that could be harnessed. Because it was a, it's a far cry from you know. Oh yeah, everything that's what they. Wise, that's what better. you would find with any console. Well, I mean, it's still true today. The, you, yeah. On dedicated hardware, the stuff later is always better because they figure out a way to harness yeah. it. And in Sony's case, that was especially true because they were always doing weird stuff with chip architecture. They were never like standard. Mm-hmm. So when they had their PS2 Emotion <laughs> Engine, excuse me, while right. I poop my pants. <laughs> Um, you may as well. I mean, that was just the, that's like the reincarnation of blast processing. It's so stupid. Right. But they were notoriously hard to develop for, uh, three in particular PS three. Um, you know, the three sixty, which was based on the power PC platform at the time, wasn't like super simple to develop for, but easier than that PlayStation three architecture. Now that they're all x 86 stuff and it's just, you know, they're basically high end PCs. Uh, or depending on how you look at it, they're mid-range now. Um, they a lot easier to dev for and also to port for because you want to make one version for this one and one version for that one. You don't have to go too crazy with it. But it was a lot more pronounced back then when you you could tell the difference between like a launch title like ESPN Extreme Games, ESPN rather, and then something like, you know, this Jet Ace, which actually looks right. like a legit high res, high high frame rate, not not a lot of pop in kind of real video game. 
Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird process how that stuff works. So Scott, I want to know something. Yeah. In September, leading up to the launch of the PlayStation, you may have been getting some gaming magazines, and maybe you got video games. The Ultimate Gaming Magazine issue eighty from September nineteen ninety five, right before. The launch. Did you get? Did you get those game nope, magazines? No, but I had uh, Next Generation, and they had a big. Their mm-hmm. whole launch thing was a big PlayStation thing. I right. think. I so think. if if you if you pop down there, I don't know the little uh, where we put little little stories and stuff we put down there. Yeah. There's a link uh, says uh, check out this wet dream of an ad, and uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to just either you can read it or I can read it. Here, um, I'm gonna I, put I, it I find up. It fascinating. I'll put it up and let you read it. Hold on. Okay, it's up. Uh, right, so we're we're looking at uh, Tashinden, right? We're looking at Battlerine to uh, Tashinden, yeah. And we've got uh, we've got we've got one of the characters uh, kicking another character's ass, right? And uh, and it, here's the ad. It says it's actually a role playing game. Today you'll be playing the part of the piñata. It continues across the room. A gorgeous blonde in skin tight leather beckons for you. It is uh, the start of a wet dream? No. <laughs> It's a beating by Sophia, Battlerina Tushinden's Queen of Pain. The Sony PlayStation, in quotes, is the only place where multiple camera angles, 360-degree movement, and epic 3D graphics add up to some of the most memorable massacres ever. Save your quarters and look for Battle Arena Tushinden and 50 other titles, including Mortal Kombat 3 on the PlayStation before Christmas. And they kept that promise. They did have around 50 games by, by Christmas. MK3 so was a very good port on the end of the year, by the way. Right. That, that MK3 version but, was the best one to get. It was really good. But I like the fact they're asking you to ask, is it the start of a wet dream? Mm. No. The answer it's is a no. meeting by Sophia. Yeah. yeah. The answer is no. Sold. Uh, Next Generation Magazine had a whole thing about, what, remember that crash and burn? Oh, wow. What was that called? It was a Next Gen. It was a PS, PS1 game, and it was super hyped ahead of release. And it was a, a car crash. What do you call that? Der- der- derby. Oh yeah, derby. Yeah, yeah that was derby. actually on the on the PlayStation picks. It was the destruction derby or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And I remember everybody yeah. just losing their minds about that. Like that was going to be yeah. the end all, be all, destructive, three D, blah blah blah. Have you seen that thing lately? It's oh, not good. Man, it's not good. It's not great. It's so bad. And actually, they have. I'm wrong. They. I remember now because I, I loaded up because I was pretty excited. I do like derby games. I like smashing and crashing. That's a lot of fun. Uh, they had a. Uh, they. They. I think they had just videos for Twisted Metal and Destruction Derby on the PlayStation Pick uh, that came with the pack in, and it was. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. It yeah. was. It's got problems. It was. It wasn't no good. Yeah, it's got. It. I mean, the potential is obviously huge. Um, right for for the time, but and I, I don't want to diminish, you know what what it meant to be a next generation product, but ugh, ugh, it's a bummer. <laughs> you know what? If you want to play something modern that's really rad and does exactly what the dream was here, it's a game called right. Wreckfest. Wreckfest is fantastic. Oh yeah, Wreckfest is great. Yeah, it's really a lot of people really love that. It's a yeah, that's that's a great recommendation. Twisted but, Metal. Too bad we uh, uh we didn't see Twisted Metal right out of the gate. I was really hoping that would I love Twisted be in our Metal. list, but it wasn't. It yeah, was Twisted Metal 1 took me by surprise. But by Christmas, it was here. Me and my friends played so much Twisted Metal uh, 1 in mm-hmm. particular that I just thought I was going to, I thought I was going to hate it after a while because we played it so much. But I ended yeah. up loving it. I loved Black. Black was amazing on, on PS2. Uh, the There haven't really been a proper one since like the Vita game, I think, for a while. Right. So the rumor is they're working on a TV show. Uh, 
a, a round twisted metal, which may or may not be garbage. Yes. But the point is that they, I think they're going to coincide that with an actual new game. And I think Sony has been just sitting, it's like having money on the table. All of this people freaking out about making the next Battle Royale game. You need it right. to be twisted metal. It needs to be 100 cars enter. One gets, one lives. That's it. And if you if you don't steep it like Stranger Things in the '90s culture, you're really doing a disservice to yourself. I think Twisted Metal lives in the '90s, always will live in the '90s, and to me, was one of the launch titles. Even though it's not listed here, it was pretty quick though. I mean, it wasn't very much. It, you didn't have to wait very long to be able to get uh, Twisted Metal. I, loved it, I mean, it so much. Dude. It, it might have been the next month or weeks. It might. It was. It was very soon. The amount of time. I spent playing Twisted Metal is embarrassing. Right. Because I loved it so yeah. much. Car combat. Yeah, it, was it was new. Nobody had done it before. It's this brand yeah. new concept. And it looks like garbage now. I mean, visually. But, man, the just the control and the sense of, like, I'm driving around shooting missiles at people. That's great. Right. That's I, great. I, How's it going to work? I don't know. I've, I've got, like, uh, some kind of weird uh, Green Hornet car with, uh, you know, Missiles flying out of the front of it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the cop car. That was fine. He had a taser. Uh, I used to think tasers <laughs> don't were cool. Don't tase my car, bro. Yeah, don't tase my car. <laughs> All right. Well, that basically uh, lays it out for you. It was a weird launch, but a one that led to a very, very successful run for the console. Certainly PS2 uh, then broke all records and still has the t- uh, title mm-hmm. for most consoles ever sold. And reminder, Brian never owned one. What is wrong with me? Switch is number two now, though, I think. Uh, they're cre- I, yeah, I think you're right. Up. Yeah, the Switch is doing real good. Nothing wrong with that damn Switch, I'll tell you that. Uh, all right, Brian. It, it does okay. We did, uh, we did a good deed today. Now it's time to play this game right here. Destroy it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's called Guess Our Game. Uh, oh, guess our game. Our game. Well, first you're going to try to guess my game, and then I'm going to try to trust, guess your game. And these games are uh, coming to us today in audio format only, so we have to try to guess what these were. Here's my hint to you. 1993, and it's a port port from something else. I just want it's that to be clear. Port. It's a port. Is it Choplifter? It's not Choplifter. I'll tell you that already right ahead of all this. No Choplifter involved, Okay. And what was the year again? Here's the uh, 93. 93, okay. Yep, here's the here's the clip. <laughs> so which one is it? Yeah, that's the question. This is the hard part. You can't... 93. You can't it, doesn't, it definitely doesn't sound like regular Pac-Man. I mean, it sounds modified. It's like... Uh, is this on the Museum Plus? Uh, no, it is not. Okay. Which, you know, may sound easy or whatever, but there's a lot that are not included. Yeah, there's a whole lot. Yeah. It sounds babyish, like Like Baby like, Pac-Man? Uh, but, but they didn't call it Baby Pac-Man, right? It was yeah, they did. They had one called Baby Pac-Man. Call it, okay. I thought they called it... Was it Super Pac-Man or pac no, they got a Super Pac-Man, but Baby Pac-Man was a was a whole Pac-Man. Pac-Man Jr. What was it called? Pa- Baby Pac-Man had the, was the video game combined with a pinball machine. Do you remember that? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. This may I'm or, glad may, I'm. This may or may not be that. I don't know. I'm glad. Okay, then it's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If that is your final answer, I will tell you that you are. 
Incorrect. The answer oh. is this is Miss Pac Man. I um, almost said Miss Pac Man because you've been talking about it, and I was like, yeah, it's really Miss Pac Man, but it you, sounded a little bit. This is the you any- knew they were going for a more feminine or youth. Oh sound, yeah, yeah, yeah they, for sure. They, they they increased the pitch. They did, so and, tell, and like, in this port especially, this is the NES port of the game, which is ten oh, years man. after the original game came wow. out. So this is a long time after. That's the reason why I was thinking it wouldn't be Miss Pac Man because I was thinking the arcade. But you did say port. Yeah. You did say port. I did say. Port. I I forgot. Yeah. I apologize. Yes. You're right. Absolutely a port. All right, now I'm going to play yours. What's my What's my hint? What do I get? Um, uh, 1985, and I want to give a thanks to Paul. For uh, recommending this, and I've been trying while trying to guess that to remember <laughs> what it was. <laughs> what it was. I, okay. I, I recorded it like a, almost a week ago now. I did it like after. Everyone take a it. shot if you had on your bingo card that Brian would forget what his uh, game was that I'm trying to guess. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. What do you got? Oh, you don't the name of the game. Yeah, don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, All yeah. right, here we go. Yeah, Thank you, Paul, for, the, for this recommendation. I thought it was fantastic. Love it, but I don't know what this is. Let's see. Uh, platformer of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, and it was, uh, it was on the Commodore 64. If that helps. Uh. It's not hard hat Mac. It's not like yeah. It's not like a it's, it's, yeah. It's is not it like a, a hardcore. It's not like a. It is a platformer, but it's not like. Is it a hard? Is it a trans? Is it a port from something else, like an arcade game or um, something like that? That's a good question. All I know it from is from the '64. All right, give me another. Give me a hint. Um, um composer is Rob Hubbard. No, <laughs> wow, L. Ron Hubbard. Got it. Right, Elrond. Uh, Gremlin Interactive was the developers. Um, it is a uh, it is a puzzle platformer. How about that? Puzzle Released platformer. in 1985. I don't think this is a port of anything, other, unless it was for the the Amstrad CPC, which it was also for. It's not like Load Runner or something. Or version no. of Load Runner. No, no. Platform puzzler. What like yeah. like? He's, I um, think he's a, I think he's a frog. Is it? <laughs> I think the character's a frog. I think. I can't say for sure. I think he might be a frog. I think he might be a frog. I'm not 100% sure on that, so. Ugh, I give up. I don't know. This tell, is Thing on a Spring. Thing on a Spring? Yeah, the Wraith knew it like, like two I've notes I've never in. heard of this. What is this? This sounds impossible to know. Ray says it's a thing, not a frog. Well, he's got flipper feet like a frog and a head like a frog. He's like the opposite of, uh, he looks like the opposite of Rayman. He like, uh, so what is this? Like a, a, is it center? Is it like a frogger clone or something? Or what's the deal? It's it's like a, it's like a plat side scrolling platformer, a lot more vertical stuff though. And, uh, look at this. This is wild. Yeah. Well, Commodore is, 64. This is I mean, Commodore. I'll tell you, the, yeah. the music is pump is punching way above its weight class. Oh, it's, I agree. Yeah. His sound effects are punching way above the graphics. I tend to agree. I don't really know what's happening, though. I think he's... Yeah. There's a spray can that's always spraying, and <laughs> the whole place is just... This is the weirdest <laughs> game. I've never played this. 
I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I no, had a Rob Commodore Lovett 64. Apparently great. Or my parents did. <laughs> my dad had a Commodore 64, I should say. But I never, I never. Yeah, I love my Commodore 64 and my Vic 20. I don't remember this at all. He does uh, look like a frog. He's like a frog with a spring body. Yeah, I want to get. I want to. I want to see if I. I actually looked earlier. I think did I find a cassette version of this? Because that's what I want to do. If I'm gonna get another Commodore 64, I've got to get. Uh, I've got to get the cassette drive. Yeah. If I'm gonna do it, I've got to do it right. Because I know you, and you won't do anything less. I just know it. Yeah. Which is fine, Brian. You should be you and do the thing you do. But do this is do. a whack game. I'm probably never gonna play this. Yeah, I want. <laughs> I want to get me a joke. 1530. Yeah. Or I guess if it no, I, I yeah, I think I no, I had a 1531 uh, tape for uh, the, I think they're called data sets or something like that for for that for the Commodore 64. Oh, is that what they called it? I don't remember. Yeah. Did you ever, you ever have a tape drive? I did have the tape drive, system? and I also had one for the Apple II yeah. my dad had. And, and, when, uh, and when I say tape drive, I don't mean like a tape like you think of when you think of like, just, I'm talking a cassette tape. Yeah, it's like freaking cassettes would, is what they were. Yeah. yeah. You, and you stick it in your, you stick it in a, a regular cassette player and it would go. Oh yeah, dude. Old school. Really old school. Yeah. Like. I was maybe eight years old when I first saw one of those or something. Yeah. Super long time Fantastic. ago. Um, well, all right. Yeah, motocross. There you have. Well done. Uh, you got, no, neither of us won. You got stumped. We both got stumped. We both got stumped. Yeah. Thanks, yep. Paul. Which is totally fine. Welcome to the treasure room. Time for the treasure room. That is emails from you. Uh, fine folks at home. Play retro show at gmail.com is the email address. We got two of them today that I'm going to read. One is from Tom Norris in Norfolk, Virginia, who says, Hey, Scott and Brian, just finished episode 18 about Dragon's Lair. Wee, look at my shirt. Look Wee! at that shirt. Uh, another great episode. I was a little disappointed y'all didn't mention one of my favorites, Atari's 1983 Laserdisc game based on the Clint Eastwood movie Firefox. It's a first-person aerial combat game where you fight against an experimental futuristic Soviet fighter jet. Oh, I've seen the movie. I know the plot, yeah. nerd man. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, the plot all too well. And we did we did sack that film. The, we did. If you ever listened to our other podcast, Film Sack. Um, yes, we did Firefox. We absolutely did, and it was great. Yeah, um, I believe most of the Laserdisc is uh, used to show the background shots of the sky as you fight the fighter jets. It yeah. was also 50 cents to play, and we played it at our neighborhood 7-Eleven. It was, uh, see, I was delivering newspapers at the time, and all the paper boys would meet there after we finished our routes. <laughs> <laughs> to see who had gotten the highest score. Whoever had the high score got a free big gulp from the rest of the guys. Such a good time. Firefox uh, would be a great movie for Film Sack 2. We've done it. We did it. God, that's a gr- that's such a great story. I'm just sitting here imagining, like, I want to, I want to, I just want to peek. I want to see what a, a gaggle, what do you call a gaggle of, uh, of paper boys who gather. Yeah, what's a group of paper boys? What, what are we going to call right, that? What is um, it? Some newsies? Is a, that right? A newsies, a newsies of paper boys there. A newsies of paper boys. And I, that's fascinating. <laughs> I find that that's, that's fantastic. That's great. But I love yeah, it. I, that's what, those kind of stories are the ones I love, man. Everybody has yeah. their has their tie to this nostalgic kind of old gamey culture stuff. And that's a great one. Love it. And I, I actually did uh, take a look at, the, at that particular game for the Laserdisc episode. And... Uh, I, I just couldn't squeeze it in. It was, uh, but it was on my list. I think it's, I think it's sprites in the, you know, that you're controlling the, the plane is a sprite essentially. And yeah, the backgrounds the background were, being, yeah. So it wasn't quite the same. You were, you were basically, it was more of a traditional video game that had a unique way of putting background imagery up really. Right. So that's all that was. I do remember that game. Uh, the, the race in the chat says that it should be a bundle of, of, uh, 
newspaper boys, news boys <laughs> or whatever. Guys. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, all right, here's your final email for the week. Dan wrote in, says the NES had a game that didn't get the love it deserved and it's for its creative concept. It's called A Boy and His Blob. Yes. Uh, you travel around fighting aliens with your own pet alien blob that morphs into various tools slash weapons depending on what flavor of jelly beans you feed it. For example, a cinnamon jelly bean turns it into a blowtorch while a bubble uh, gum jelly bean turns it into a trampoline or a root beer turns it into a bottle rocket. It was a simple side scroller, fairly easy in difficulty. It could have been developed into a good series of all sorts of upgrades since you can add uh, all sorts of candy morphs. Check it out and see what you think. It sounds a little like uh, um, freaking, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Kirby. It sounds like Kirby? a Kirby game. Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Um, a Boy and His Blob, though, I thought there was like a, a, a remake of that because I had never heard of it before until I want to say when we were doing a podcast, me and Scott, years ago uh, called um, uh, uh, The Final Score. Yeah. And I, I want to say that Nicole had recommended this to us. And I think it was it, I think it was on Steam or something at the time. She might have. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, it's 2016. So it looks like when it launched back there on so I was that just a relaunch of it publisher well, here's 89 is the 89 was the year yeah, this thing two, came out um, so I'm assuming uh threatened by da, 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 but yeah I, I purchased on Steam from 2000 uh, 2016 I think and it's a boy's blob oh it's a classic reimagined wow yeah look at this it looks all right it's creative but I want now I want to play the original though now yeah, you said that was the NES. Yeah, NES is where this was, yeah. according to what I'm saying here. There may have been other versions, but it's kind of ugly. But I don't care. I'll play this. I like it. I I like it. Kind of, it's kind of like got a pitfall feel to it almost. It's, yeah, a little bit. What is that all about? Maybe a little bit of Prince of Persia, original Prince of Persia kind of business. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's he's feeding he's feeding the blob jelly beans now. Yeah. Oh, and he turned him into a turned bridge. Turned into a bridge. Yep. Look, you solve all kinds of problems. Oh shit. He just fell. Okay, there he is. Boy, that's a weird game. I need to check more of that out. I don't remember this at all. Uh, but yeah, that sounds good. A boy and his blob, which is a little like a boy and his dog, which was a movie at the time. Yeah, or, yeah, about uh, about the, the nuclear holocaust, right? And uh, Kevin Costner is that that's the right nope, thing? No, not Costner. It was uh, uh, Don Johnson. Oh, that's right. Yep, I think I think that's right. Costner <laughs> hadn't done that. St- done really much of anything yet. <laughs> Anyway, you're right. So there's a remake of it. Interesting. I kind of want to know what's up with that. Yeah, the the remake is really good. I but I want to go back and play the the old school one now. I guess. Oh, yeah. That's Why on our not? list. Well, uh in the meantime, send us those emails. Just be like uh Dan and uh Tom here. That email address is playretroshow at gmail.com. Playretroshow at gmail. Dot com. All right, our next big discussion, a long time coming. We've been talking about this since we started this damn show. Pac-Man. All things Pac-Man. Pac-Man. We're doing it in the shadow of this new release, which gives us a little bit more to talk about in terms of what you know what Pac-Man is doing today in 2022, how you can play it, whether that thing's worth picking up, uh, or even playing on Game Pass if that's where you're playing it. Um, but really, we're going to dig deeper into the into the hole of Pac-Man. There's the some stuff. The lore you, of Pac-Man. There's stuff you guys don't know. There are games in Japan that never came out here that are weird as shit. There's a Tetris-like game they made. There's a million things that happen in the Pac-Man universe that none of you are aware of. So we're going to bring all that to light. Uh, oh, and I can't week. wait to do a show and tell on all my Pac-Man crap yeah. that I have. This is going to be a beast for serious. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm almost afraid of this one. I know it scares me a little bit too. I, you know, and you could say, well, Scott, why don't we just 
focus on the mainline stuff. Well, that sounds fine, everybody's done that. but everybody's done that. We want to go deep, man. What's the one called? Um, let's see. There's a. I'm going to pull it up real quick because I played it this afternoon and I, I really miss it. I loved it at the time. It's called. Oh, I don't have recently played. Hold on. Ziggurat in the chat room is saying I watched the TV show a lot and I'm ready with my lore. I'm going to have to. Pl- I'm going to have to watch some uh, pack at least one episode. It's been a while. Oh, Pac-Man Arrangement. Do you remember Pac-Man Arrangement? Oh yes, I do. That was a uh, GBA, I think. I, yeah, I do remember that one. May have some um, may have gone somewhere else too, but Pac-Man Arrangement was weird and great. Yeah, one of my favorites. So lots yeah, to say. Good, we're we're gonna go yeah. deep. It'll be good. Very colorful. Yep, and I've been playing Championship Two on my Bouncy. Xbox. I've been playing the Championship One on the new collection. I love those two games a lot. Uh, there's a lot to say about Pac-Man and a huge history, and we'll talk about the TV show and all that stuff. Okay. I love the Ghostly Adventures. Did you ever play that a little later on? But it was uh, Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. No, also a cartoon, I didn't. I, I didn't. But it was on Steam. Was that and good? I that, and it was a lot of fun. Really? Mm-hmm. So good. Like holds up good or no good? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it holds up or not. I think it's on the Xbox One. It's a fairly, it's a more recent game, so I don't know if we'll get into it. Like 2013, so it's not really as much retro as it's just a, you know another facet of of the uh, round ball. It is Pac-Man. Well, I got good news, too, because I've got a really, really specific Pac-Man story from when I was a kid that will oh. t- uh, make Pac-Man you Did Pac-Man bite you? No, but we had a we had a cocktail version of Pac-Man that was spent a bunch of time in the house before it ended up in an arcade. And there's something real funny we used to do to Pac-Man machines. Like, I'll save this for next week. <laughs> we Please thought, tell me you didn't poop on the Pac-Man no, arcade none of that. machine. None of that. It's like, All right. it's... No, I'm don't gonna, don't, don't, don't tell me out. now. Yeah, I'm not Save tell it for the pack show. I'll tell you next week. It's pretty great, though. Anyway, that'll be next time right here on Play Retro. Uh, don't forget, follow us on our Twitch channels. I'm at Frog Pants. You can find Brian over there at Brian Dunaway. And you should do that because he plays a lot of these retro games. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of Pac-Man out of him in the next week. Oh, uh, yeah. You're going to so see so much Pac-Man. Check those out. Yeah, it's good shove stuff. Shove Pac-Man in your face. And what else? That's it for us. That's it. Oh, our Patreon. Please, please go to our Patreon and support it. Here's all you got to do. Patreon.com slash Plate Retro. And here's why I want you to do it. Because you could be like Anthony Gentile and Jonathan Pritchford, or Pritchard, Pritchard, uh, who just joined our Patreon family. Those guys are brand new patrons since last we met. And uh, we're really happy to have them on board. Be like Anthony, be like Johnny, and get rad things for free, including... Never have to hear another ad on a show again, ever. Oh, thank Burp. God. And plus, you're helping support my uh, video game habit where I'm going out and I'm becoming a bit of a preservationist. I, I'm wanting I wanted to preserve stuff. I don't want things to die. Matter yeah. of fact, I'm so tempted to order that stupid tennis game for the PlayStation just so I can scan the manual in, just so I can upload it to archive.org. Because you want to preserve the it. Fact that yep. I, the fact that it's not there annoys me. And also, uh, I, I posted earlier on Twitter about um, Google uh, blocking the uh, PlayStation news groups, the Usenet groups yeah. from years ago. All that archive of people discussing and you know having those uh, heated discussions about the original PlayStation—they're gone. They're How gone. do we get them back? Yeah, we got to get them not back. Responding. Somebody somewhere's got logs. We got to do it. Let's get that done. Right. Uh, that'll do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. In the meantime, go play some, something retro. Something old. Play Pac-Man!
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Now entering Bifloss South Pole Observation Base airspace. Whatever game.